Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast, where I am sharing my book, Catching Cats, a chapter a week. Sorry for the delay on this one. I had a head cold that made me voiceless for a few days. But better late than never. And this week is chapter seven. Enjoy. I opened my eyes to see three faces hovering over mine. They jumped back as a group and cried out, I gave a small laugh despite the lightning bolt of pain it sent through my skull. Are you all right, Lark, dear? Lady Morgan came back into view. I think so. I sat up too quickly and my head swam. Strong hands grabbed my shoulders and held me up. Rav propped my head against his shoulder and squeezed my hand. When I looked at him, he winked. Don't try to move too fast. You've had more than you can handle today, he said with a grin. I'm fine, I said, as I tried to support the weight of my own head. It fell heavily back onto his shoulder, and he laughed. Sure you are. That's fine. Take as long as you like. Nessa narrowed her eyes and put her hands on her hips. She'd be better off in bed, don't you think? She looked at Lady Morgan for confirmation, but she wouldn't meet Nessa's gaze. I'm okay, I repeated. Nessa glared at each one of us in turn before throwing up her hands in frustration. With a growl, she turned and stormed out of the room. Lady Morgan looked concerned, but Rav laughed. Such a temper. But she'll get over it. He looked at me and held my gaze. What about you? How are you, really? I couldn't deny the truth. I was a mess. It came pouring out in a flood of tears. Relief was followed quickly by shame. I was embarrassed at my outpouring of emotion in front of these strangers. No one spoke while I stared at the floor. Dark green carpet. We were back at the house in a room I didn't recognize. I raised my eyes and saw that the walls were covered in shelves, each one overflowing with ancient artifacts. There were hundreds of books. One shelf bore the weight of an array of metal and glass sculptures. Crystals and gemstones littered the empty spaces between the artifacts, and each shelf held at least one glowing candle. They gave the room warmth, but cast too many shadows, as if something sinister was lurking just out of sight. I looked around quickly. There were no windows in the room. I couldn't tell if it was day or night. This bothered me more than it should have. I stood up, too quickly, and swayed on my feet for a moment. Rav reached for my arm, but I slapped his hand away. I pulled my hand back in shock. I wanted to apologize, but something made me hold back. He didn't respond. He stared at his hand with a bewildered look on his face. The slightest trace of a smile twitched at the corner of his lips. My cheeks burned with shame and I ran from the room. I found myself in a dark hallway lined with glass globes of varying sizes. Each held a single glowing spark and cast pools of light down the long, dark hallway. I hopped from pool to pool, 
avoiding the shadows. The hallway ended with a stone wall and a narrow, winding stairway. The stairs were old and worn. Little bits of stone crumbled underfoot and made them treacherous. I followed them down into the darkness and felt my way successfully down a few more steps before I slipped and hit the ground with a jolt. I slid down the rest of the stairs and landed hard at the bottom. I was in a dimly lit room. It was very small and warm. The walls were made of stone. Two large levers stuck out of the wall in front of me. Neither one was marked in any way. I paused for a moment and observed the two. The floor was dusty, and I noticed scuff marks in front of the one on the right. I pulled the lever and waited. There was a rumbling somewhere far below and a horrible scraping sound. I clapped my hands over my ears as the floor shook beneath me. The stones shifted, and the whole room rotated. I emerged in the big room. Nessa was sitting by the window near a tendril of singed curtain. I stepped off the stones, and as my feet touched the carpet, the stones moved again and brought back the fireplace. Nessa looked impressed. You got out. I nodded. You pulled the right lever. I nodded again. Good thing. The left lever leads to a pit. It's pitch black and smells really bad. I was lucky and avoided falling in. I'm not sure what's down there, but it's terribly hot, and it smells like rotten cabbage. What happened? Her eyes narrowed and her lips pulled into a tight, thin line. Not sure. Rav says you passed out after setting one foot in the forest. You don't believe him. Something about her voice told me I was right. I believe that Rav does what's best for Rav and no one else. He left me alone in the forest when we heard you cry out. I couldn't keep up. I lost sight of him. I heard them. Here again was the look of inexplicable fear. It was not a look that belonged on this powerful young woman's face. Who did you hear? The cat's stupid. Lady Morgan left out some information, huh? Look, none of us can enter the forest without Rav. Lady Morgan used to be able to, but something's gone wrong. I don't know what. She won't tell me. She responded to my unasked question. Rav has special charms and spells which protect him and anyone near him. But he has to stay close. He has to focus his attention on you. As soon as you cried out, I was forgotten. I heard the cats. I could have died. I didn't know what to say. We both stared out the window. The trees seemed even more imposing in the fading light. Nessa stood up suddenly and smoothed out her dress. She reached into her pocket and then pressed something into my palm. It was warm enough to burn, but she held my hand in place when I tried to pull away. I know what you're thinking, but you can't trust any of them. Rav especially. Remember, he only helps himself. Lady Morgan, too. Something is not right. The game is rigged. What are you talking about? What game? A low rumble and scraping sounds informed us someone was coming. Nessa stepped back, turned, and fled down the hallway to her bedroom. The door slammed as Lady Morgan and Rav appeared from behind the fireplace. Lark, dear, are you all right? 
Lady Morgan stepped forward, full of concern, to take my hands. Her dark eyes searched my face. Her smile was full and warm, but the warmth didn't quite reach her eyes. A small shiver went through me, and I pulled my hands away. Lady Morgan's smile blinked off and back on again quickly. Now, I wonder where Nessa has gone. It's almost time for dinner. She wandered away toward the kitchen. Her hair was mostly silver now, and standing out all over her head in a frizzy halo. Rav stepped between me and the doorway as I tried to leave the room. Lark, are you okay? Has Nessa done something to you? I stopped short. What do you mean? Nessa hasn't done anything to me. Are you sure? His eyes weren't black. They were deep chocolate brown, warm and inviting. I shook my head mutely. I wasn't sure of anything anymore. Be careful around her. She is not your friend. She does not wish you well. And you do? His eyebrows went up. They were thin and bleached white. They formed expressive arches while he spoke. Have you already spoken to Nessa? You need to be careful, Lark. Nessa is more powerful than she lets on. She's trying to lull you into a false sense of security. Trust me, she will do anything to win. To win what? He laughed. There was no joy in the sound. Lady Morgan rang the gong and called us to dinner. Nessa came out of her room and saw me standing with Rav. She hesitated for a moment and opened her mouth to speak. Yes, Nessa, Rav said quietly. What do you have to say? Nessa opened and closed her mouth a few more times. Her eyes narrowed and she glared at us. She stormed down the marble staircase without a word. Rav looked at me and shrugged. That girl has the temperament of an inferno. He led the way down to the kitchen. Lady Morgan sat at a table adorned with candles and flowers. Crystals sat by every plate. There were only three plates on the table. Nessa's spot was empty. Lady Morgan gave us a small, sad smile. Nessa has requested to eat outside. My heart jumped into my throat. What? No, it's almost dark. She can't. Rav put a hand on my shoulder and eased me back into my chair. He picked up his plate. I'll go sit with her. Maybe I can get her to calm down. Lady Morgan nodded and flashed him a gruesome, toothy smile. I wasn't very hungry before, but I was even less hungry now. She nudged my plate. Go on and eat, Lark dear. Nessa does this kind of thing all the time. Rav will calm her down. He's the only one who can sometimes. I nodded and jabbed at the plate of rice and vegetables with my fork. Lady Morgan watched me eat. The murmur of voices reached us from outside. Lady Morgan tapped the table to get my attention. Her eyes locked with mine, and she spoke in a low voice, as if she didn't want to be heard. She's right, though. He can't be trusted. Nessa's laugh cut through the night. My heartbeat thudded painfully in my ears. I was suddenly cold despite the warmth of the kitchen fire, and another icy shiver ran down my spine. 
And that is the end of Chapter 7, Book Lovers. I hope you're enjoying Catching Cats. Make sure to come back next Sunday. There will be another chapter. Again, sorry for the delay. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading.